going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine Podcast. This is episode 66. I'm your host, Riley. And for the first time, I am joined by a co-host. First of many episodes to come, Mr. Andy Nesbitt. How we doing, my man? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Excited to finally get this going. The first episode underneath the Golf Week <laughs> umbrella, I guess <laughs> if you want to call that. But having a co-host is nice. Usually it's half an hour of me just talking straight. But now I'll be able to get my thoughts in order because... It's much easier to do that and then stumble through 30 minutes by myself. Yeah, congrats and welcome to the Golf Week team. Yeah, man, it's been great. Last couple months, it's been quick. It's been very fast paced, but I like it better like that. So it's good. We have a bunch of stuff to go over today. Um, Houston Open, Jason Kokrak, his second win in Texas in like six months. He took down Jordan (laughs) Spieth uh, in May, I believe, May or June, somewhere in midsummer. We're going to talk about Brooks. Phil Mickelson making an appearance on Monday Night Football with Payne and Eli, which was very funny. And then we got the RSM Classic. Scotty Scheffler enters at the betting favorite at plus 1,200. So that should be – the field is decent. I know a lot of guys are over um, on the Euro Tour this week. Rory's over there, Calmore, Cowett, Tommy Fleetwood. All those boys are playing over there for the DP. But we got a lot to get into, so let's jump into it. Jason Kokrak, third win on the PGA Tour at the Houston Open. Phenomenal final round, four birdies in a row in the back nine. Um, what do you think about Jason Kokrak this weekend? I was watching the final round on tape delay on Sunday because I was watching football all day Sunday, and then Sunday night it was on, and I didn't see who had won, so I was just kind of watching it, you know, like a first timer. And it was like back nine, and he was a few strokes behind Scheffler, and it, like he didn't seem like he was the in contention at all. And then all of a sudden, down the end, he just ran away with it, which was just impressive. And for his third tour win, I mean, one win. But someone can be kind of fluky. Second win kind of validates the, the first. Third win, you know, puts you in a, in a different spot uh, with everyone else in the, in the, on the tour. So three wins, two this year. It's pretty impressive from Kograk. I think the three win mark that you just mentioned, that's when you have to start looking at a guy like to win more often, like exactly like you said, once it's like whatever, but now Kokrak has to be on our radar for picks every week and that kind of stuff. Yep. Whenever he's in the field, the dude's got game and he does have that kind of game where it just gets hot really quick. Like he can just yeah. a lot of birdies after birdies. And that's exactly what happened. It was a bummer. Cause I had, I had a little, uh, had a little drizzle on Scotty Scheffler to win this weekend. So that kind of sucked on yeah. the final round. Um, yeah. Just couldn't get anything going on Sunday. No, and uh, you know, Kokrak was almost a Ryder Cupper. So I mean, yeah, he's going to be in. He's going to be in our talks, you know, before all the big tournaments, before the majors. Now, you win three, like you know, like Max Homa's won three now. Like these guys, it, it reaches a different level to where like you have to look at them and really take them seriously in the big events. Yeah, the kid's going to be good. And yeah, I for, I completely forgot that he was going to be a Ryder Cupper. He was in that discussion. He was close. Yeah, yeah, he and Scheffler were just you know neck and neck. I think for that last maybe one of those last spots. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if he comes up with a President's Cup pick this year because that's what we got going on this year. But um, yeah. I did want to talk about Brooks yes. and maybe a little bit mention of the match because what is going on with Brooks Kepper right now? <laughs> I saw that uh, PGA Tour tweeted that video of him. Was it after Friday's round or one of those, maybe Thursday's round where he's out in the dark grinding with his driver, uh, you know, looking at film, t- t- practicing little moves and just grinding in the dark like he was uh, his buddy Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, I thought Brooks was the guy that never practices. He went, he did a full Bryson DeChambeau. He was out there at fucking nine o'clock at night after like the rain delay Thursday and went complete. I'm going to grind until I get it right. And it was ridiculous because 
He was the one that said a couple years ago, like when you see me on the PGA tour, that's when I play golf. I don't practice. We've come absolute full circle. And now he's grinding at nine o'clock at night on the range. It was incredible. It was yeah. very weird to see. Very weird. I mean, he's missed a couple of cuts in a row. He's, he's, he says he's healthy. So he can now, he can finally practice, but like, was he not healthy for all those years in the past when you bragged about not having to practice? Was that just him just trying to be the douche that he can be sometimes? Yeah. Cause he doesn't have a, I mean, he came in borderline last at the CJ cup missed this mm-hmm. week, missed the cut a couple of weeks ago. And then I think his best finish is like barely inside the top 40. So I don't yes. know what's going on with him. And he honestly hasn't really played like that great of golf since the PGA. No, I mean, he was a factor for, you know, in all those majors for all those years in a row. And ever since then, he's kind of hasn't been that, you know, he's, he's had a couple of Sunday collapses in majors and like that whole, like, Oh, here comes Brooks, Brooks Kepka Sunday of a major kind of thing. is kind of worn away a little bit. I think it is kind of gone. Like it started at Harding park when he took just a blatant shot at his buddy DJ for, I still don't know why he did that. Like, yeah, I'm used to this. DJ's got one. He does whatever. And then <laughs> after that, when he was up there and all, I don't even remember what he ended up shooting. It was on over par for sure. Um, yeah. ever since that moment, he really hasn't been that guy where you see his name on the leaderboard. Like, Oh shit, here comes Brooks Kepka. Like we got to watch out. He just hasn't been that same guy. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe he is now, maybe he is healthy now and he can, he can get back to it. Cause I know that knee was all messed up so bad that he couldn't even bend over correctly to read putts. So I don't know, it's maybe right. the knee those, is better. Yeah. And those pictures from Augusta when he was playing on that hobbled knee was the most ridiculous thing. He's got his legs straight. He's got, he's doing yoga. On yeah. the lanes. It was ridiculous. So I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's healthy because golf is obviously a, in a better spot when Brooks Kepka is good is in that top of leaderboard at majors. Cause he doesn't, yep like that but it is very strange to see a guy of his caliber because we've seen guys go through spurts where they don't play well like jt goes through spurts he's probably the poster child for that but he usually mm-hmm. still finishes like inside the top 30 and it's like what is jt doing when we saw rory won a tournament when he was awful so yeah. it's very weird to see a guy like brooks kept miss a bunch of cuts in a row yeah i, I think he'll be fine you know this coming season but he does have a big match coming up. <laughs> a match. Yeah, we got to touch on that because if he gets yeah. it, if he gets his ass kicked in next week, yeah, it could happen. He's playing awful. And yeah, obviously we haven't seen Bryson in a while. We haven't seen Bryson since he was smashing golf balls four hundred yards at a long drive contest. Yes, but he's he might get his ass kicked next week. He could, and if he does, I mean this this event really doesn't mean anything, right? But if he gets his ass kicked, way it could happen. Uh, that's going to hurt his ego. It's got to, because, you know, he's an alpha dog, right? And if yeah. he gets his butt kicked by dorky Bryson DeChambeau on national TV the day after Thanksgiving, uh, it's, it's not going to go well for him. And especially, like, the amount of trash he talks about Bryson every single week if you get beat by yeah. that guy. Especially, like, in the locker room. He's not going to stop hearing about that in the locker room for the next year or two years if he loses next week. Yeah, and I don't like to use the B word, bully, but, you know, like he was the one that kept this whole thing going, you know, with the beard of the fans. And he, he was just kind of being that, you know, older brother type who just kept egging him on and egging him on, egging the fans on and made it all so miserable for Bryson. And if you go out there and just punch the bully in the nose, which Bryson could do, uh, you know, that usually makes the bully go away. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to Bryson if he does lose this meaningless match, which does have some meaning to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Meaningless, but meaningful in the way that I guess it's trash talk for a little bit. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of the match, Phil Mickelson is going to be in the booth with Charles Barkley. We saw him a little bit in the booth last night during Monday Night Football during that just 
ass kicking the 49ers game the Rams last night. Yeah. Shout out Odell. Those two catches played 13 snaps. Um, what do you what do you think about uh Phil with Peyton and Eli last night? I thought he was tremendous. He came in with uh really good football questions. Like I even think he was so good that he got like Eli and Peyton on their heels a little bit. You know, he was grilling him about questions about like, you know, um stuff they do with the line of scrimmage, how reads they do with the line of scrimmage, but also like he was like what you know, it was going on on golf and like Jared Goff, and like, why isn't he good? And like Peyton had to be like, you know, <laughs> he had to go into that whole thing. And you know, that's Phil. Phil's going to come into anything totally prepared and ready to take it over. And he took it over last night. And it, it kind of begged the question to me. And I've, I've wanted this for a long time because, except if you're like Jim Nance at the Masters, I've really, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the people who do golf week in and week out, like on Golf Channel mm-hmm. and stuff. They're very, not very entertaining. It'd be incredible to see a Peyton Eli type thing like on the PGA tour. Yeah. Like when it goes to CBS for broadcasting, have golf channel also have a team with like Phil and like another buddy or whatever that they can talk like Peyton and Eli do as they analyze everything, talk a little shit. That would be the best thing golf can do for TV. And Phil was great. Right. When he sat in on the booth, when was that the PGA championship a couple years ago? And Nick. Yeah, and he like went at it with Faldo, and like yeah. instantly he was like a hundred times better than Faldo was. Yeah, uh, right in front of Faldo, just dominated that broadcast for he was in it for maybe like an hour or so. But like just the little things that he would tell you are things like you wouldn't hear from a Faldo or whatever, you know. And like that's why I watch. I don't when the Mannings are on, I don't watch the normal ESPN broadcast of it all because I, I just can't hear vanilla announcers saying the same old stuff we hear time and time again. Where Peyton and Eli. And the guests they bring on uh, just do a great job of like really bringing you into what's going on in the game. Yeah. And they obviously, I mean, they're the Mannings. They just know so much about football. So if you get a couple guys like that in the booth talking golf the entire time, it'd be yeah. fantastic. But yeah, Phil with <laughs> Phil with Faldo a couple years ago with the, uh, I do three things in life really well, play golf <laughs> and talk golf. And Faldo goes, what's the three? And he just smirks. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it was great. I mean, I lit the up Twitter. Oh it lit god. up Twitter in a good way because a lot of times during golf broadcasts, Twitter, golf Twitter is crushing the broadcast because it's so bad. And here was Phil instantly, just like everyone's like, "Oh my god, give him Faldo's job as soon as he's done." And you know, <laughs> you know, Phil loves a microphone and he loves cameras, so you know, it wouldn't take much for him to, to do something like that. Yeah, Phil and Nick have been have been going back and forth for a couple of years and it was yep. hilarious to see phil just put him in a freaking blender in 30 seconds with that one statement but yeah i thought he was great he when he finally hangs it up he's going to be fantastic on tv he's going to be so good yeah. in the game of golf when he gets on tv and i did a funny story about phil i did a shoot with him a couple of years ago in carlsbad and um after the shoot he had other things he was supposed to do but you know phil he likes to talk and so he was telling me about this Mexican place where I should go eat near his home course. And like his PR guy's like, Phil, we got to go. We got all these other things. And Phil's literally telling me like, then you take a left at that light. And then it's, is it two, two lights down? You take, he's like, I'll do this whole thing about Phil. You can just give me the name of the place. And I can put it in my phone. And his PR guy's like, come on, Phil. And Phil's just, Phil talked to me about this Mexican place for like 15 minutes. It's, <laughs> he's like, that's a, it's right next to my, um, right next to my private airport where I land. He's like, it's open 24 hours a day. So I'll go in there at night and get something. This is back when Phil was eating all the junk food. And uh, Fat Phil. he's like, if you don't like those tacos there, I'll get you something really good at the U S open. Uh, <laughs> finally, <laughs> like 15 minutes. This PR guy's like, would you move it along, Phil? <laughs> so he's yeah, Phil loves to talk. He's, he's great. Oh my God. He loves to talk. You could put him on a broadcast by himself and he could do an yeah. entire tournament just by himself. Oh my God. He's the best. But, 
we'll get into with that out of the way with the Houston Open behind us. It was a it was pretty good um, this time of year, man. Yeah, I always thought that the Houston Open to me is always like the week before uh, Augusta, right? And so it's yeah, just like for, the, for forever it was when they made yeah. it before. When was the first time they moved it? Tigers Masters. Yeah, I forget, but yeah, it always used to be, and then they moved it. So it used to be a good week. It used to be like a tune-up, like all oh, the masses next week. Let's go. How the boys looking? But now, yeah, and they'd always have the course set up like kind of Augusta, so yeah, yeah. have incentive to go there and play it, work it out. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll jump into the RSM Classic. The field is, eh. um, it's not too too bad. We got some names. Scotty Scheffler is the betting favorite, plus twelve hundred. Uh, mm-hmm. Webb is here. This is only going to be, I think, his third start of the new season. He really hasn't played that much golf. Cameron Smith, who I love this week. Is in the mm-hmm. field. Ustason's back. Henley, Connor. So once you start getting into Russell, Henley's making the top five in betting odds. That kind oh. of tells a story about the field. So we got some guys to work with, though. That doesn't mean we can't win some money. So I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you here, but Russell Henley is the the horse that I'm riding this week. So please he's, be nice to him. No, he's balling right now. <laughs> I, he's. <laughs> we had uh, no. We had so we had. I think, don't you dare say anything bad about Russell Henley. <laughs> we had uh, what. Two weeks ago, were they in Mexico? We had five bets, whatever. We cashed, I think three of them. We were plus four thirty. So going into the week, I think we only had three bets for the Houston Open. Mm-hmm. Aaron Wise missed top twenty by one shot, which that's always just yeah brutal. It hurts the soul when you. Lose. <laughs> um, who else did we have? I I don't even remember the other one. And then Russell Henley was the only guy that cashed our bet. So we love Russell Henley. He was the only reason why we didn't lose money in it last week. So we love that. Yeah. Um, but he's playing some golf right now. And I said, it yeah. on the show, I said it on the show last week. I know you weren't there, but he was always spirit. Exactly. He had a couple top 25s to start his season. And then he had one start. I think it was in Las Vegas where he was sub 69, three out of the four rounds. And then he had one weird, like 74, 73. Mm-hmm. He was so close to that big start. And last week he just, he kept, he's just <laughs> playing really good golf right now. Yeah, I was uh, earlier this morning. I was uh, doing Russell Henley research, a place I didn't see myself being on a you know Tuesday morning. But there I was, and uh, I really like him this week. And we'll talk about him in a bit. But he's got good course history here too, so he's he'll be one of the names um, that we go over for sure for sure. But this week, like the Farmers Insurance Open, we got two golf courses. Mm-hmm. We got Seaside Course. We got the Plantation Course. Both courses are pretty short. Seaside is a par seventy, right over seven thousand yards, so pretty short. Plantation, par 72, right over 7,000 yards again. So these golf courses are very short. And when we get short golf courses, and Data Golf agrees with me, short golf courses, some of them you can kind of just bomb and gouge and maybe take advantage of the length. Around courses like this, you got to hit fairways. You got to find short grass. And you just look at, I mean, Kevin Kisner, that guy, 260 off the tee, but he finds fairways. Robert Streb won this tournament. Twice. yeah, he's won this for twice. So that should t- that should tell you the story about what we're looking for this week. Whenever you see uh, that Kisner is like one of the favorites to win, you're like, oh, so it's a short course, right? Yeah, it's it's under seventy one hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Bermuda greens and roll it yeah. on Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. And those are the key stats. So data golf key stats. We got driving accuracy, like we just said. You got to find the short grass and then mm. Bermuda putting. You have to love these greens. I say it every week on the show. There's some dudes that love Bermuda. Some dudes hate Bermuda. Got to target the guys this week that love Bermuda. And coming from, or you live in Florida, you know. Yeah. I went to USF. I I could not do Bermuda greens, especially growing up in the north. I've never seen them before. I don't know yeah. if I have hit maybe 
10 putts over 15 feet in my golfing career golfing in Florida. Yeah, it's amazing what a little different grass can do to you, right? It's ridiculous. It took it took me like three years <laughs> to learn actually how to read it, and I'm still not yeah. good at it. Imagine I, telling that to someone who's never played golf before, and they're like, wait, what do you mean? You just couldn't putt because it's different grass? Yeah, so this putt <laughs> usually breaks five inches, but it's it's going with the grain. So actually, it's like a foot and a half outside the hole. No chance. No chance. Uh, some of the data golf information for the week course fit. Number one is TPC Twin Cities. Number two is Concession Golf Club. Number three is Detroit Golf Club. Trending. One of my guys for the week, Cameron Smith, his last three starts, T14, T9, and T15. That is what we'd like to see. Oh, it was Taylor Gooch was my last bet last week, and he sucks. Oh, yeah. T5, yeah, he T11, just, he and 60th. Just made the cut, yeah. Oh, my God. Awful. And then number three, Scotty Scheffler, T38, solo fourth in T2. So he, for good reason, is a betting favorite this week. Uh, yeah. Data Golf percent chance to win. Number one is Scotty Scheffler, 5% chance. Number two. Louis Oostazen, 4.4, and Cameron Smith, 4.3. Some of the betting odds for the week. Scotty Scheffler is at 1,200. Webb Simpson is at 13. Cameron Smith's at 15. Louis Oostazen, Russell Henley, and Corey Connors are all at 2,000. Alex Noren, Kevin Kisner, Harris English, and Neiman are all plus 3,000. I don't say Neiman's name on the show because I mispronounce it every single time. I think (laughs) I get it right every single time I get it wrong. I don't know how to say that man's name. Joaquin walking. I don't, I, Joaquin Niemannen. Niemannen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So getting into some guys to watch this week who are, we got some, I got some fantasy guys to look for kind of my top 10. The article went live on golf week about a couple hours ago. Um, mm-hmm. who, who are you looking at this week? Uh, well, let's, should we dive right into Russell Henley and why I like him so much this week? Let's get into Russell Henley. Let's do it. So he's T7 last week in Houston, right? Yep. Last year, he had back-to-back top 10s at RBC Heritage and the Honda and the uh, Zozo CJ Cup. Uh, he had back-to-back top 10s in the 2020 season and back-to-back top 10s in the 2018 season. So there's one thing I know about sports is when Russell Henley is on a short little heater, you get into that heater and you put money on it. So he's right now, he's plus 300 for a top 10. Um, I feel comfortable with that with that bet. I can oh, yeah. see him back-to-back top 10s again. It's kind of what he does. He's plus 2,000 to win. I would throw a little bit on there. Um, and he had top 10 finishes at Sea Island from 2015 to 2017. Yeah, and we like that. Oh. And then, yeah, he missed a couple cuts. Uh, I think, what was it, 2018 and 2019 here? But last mm-hmm. year, he kind of bounced back, got back, uh, made the weekend. I think he was uh, T30. But yeah, love the top 10 play. Um, at pl- We could probably get him on Tipico for for a top 20 That'd probably be plus money if you felt yeah. safer with Russell Henley. But like you said, when he gets on a heater, he gets on a heater. And it's usually his putter, which yeah. like, that's a lot he'll, of guys, he'll miss three, Yeah, he'll miss like five cuts, three cuts in a row, and then he'll go top 10, top 10. Yeah, he'll take a couple <laughs> weeks off, spend some time with the family, and just rattle off two top 10s in a row. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's always – he's annually one of the best iron players on tour, which if he can find fairways and just use his iron play this week – he should be able to find himself in contention on Sunday, I think. Yeah. All right. Cameron Smith is one of the guys I'm looking at this week. I said Talk it. Me. I said it on the show last week. He's due. He's just been hanging around tournament after tournament. I know he won with Mark Leishman. I have mm. a hard time counting that as a PGA Tour win. Yeah. I, usually I, I, do. I usually don't. I usually don't. Yeah. I just think he's due. He had a top 10 at the CJ Cup, T15 at the Houston Open. He hasn't played at the RSM Classic before, but he, I think he just has one of those games that just travels. 
Mm-hmm. Great ball striker. He's good off the tee. His short game is fantastic. He can absolutely roll the shit out of his rock. He just mm-hmm. has one of those games. And I think Russell Henley has a game like that too, where it's just fairways, iron play. And then if he, if he holds putts, he's going to come in the top 20. I think Cameron Smith is exactly the same way. He was right there with Tony Finau and just blasted a tee shot. I don't even think that water was in play at the Northern Trust. And then he got caught in the trees at the, what was that? The FedEx St. Jude. When mm-hmm. Abe Answer won, tried to get it through. He went out of bounds, whatever. He's been right there a bunch, especially at the end of last season. I could see Cam Smith making a run this week. Yeah, I think so, too. He's a good wind player, too, and right, this is right on the water. So I know from being down here in Jack's Beach that the wind can be a big factor. Um, so I like everything about his game. Yeah. Going what, do you think, what, do you think about, what do you think about Webb this week? Plus 1,300 win. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen much from Webb lately, right? No. Um, you know, he's had some success. He likes the South, you know, South Carolina, Georgia. Um, I th- he's not really on my list. I really like the defending champ, Robert Streb. Yeah, he's thing. on, he was on my fantasy top 10 this week. You know, he's got, I like him. He's plus 320 right now to make top 20. And I think that's easy money, easy money to make there. He had a seventh place finish last week, ninth at the CJ Cup last month. He's got three top 20s in his last seven events. Uh, he's plus 700 for a top 10. Crazy. And that, that top 20 bet almost feels like stealing money. Right? Yeah, I was looking at that and like, I, you know, Robert Streb, I mean, I don't think I think of him before any weeks of the season. But, you know, before this event, you got to look back and people have had success at, at these events. Um, he's worth putting money on, I think. No, I think so too. Yeah, and like you said, coming off, he has what, two top 10s in his last three starts, I believe. Yeah. He has two wins on tour. Both of them are here. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we if we see Streb up there. Um, yeah. Another guy that I think his game just travels everywhere. He was in a bunch of tournaments in the middle. I think it was the what was that the Florida Swing last season. Corey Connors. He hasn't played yes. much this season. Um, his Bar. last start was at the Shriners, I believe, T forty. But he's made the cut here three out of three times. T ten last season. Again, his game travels. He's a phenomenal ball striker. I think he was, what, top five last year in strokes gained T to green. Um, mm-hmm. If his putter comes along, Corey Connors is a good guy to watch for a top 10. Yeah, I like that. I like that bet, too. I also like Heinrich Norlander, 320, plus 320 for a top 20 finish. He lost in the playoff in 2016. He was T5 here in 2019. He was fourth earlier this, uh, this fall at the Sanderson Farms, top 20 at the Zozo. I don't think it's too crazy. I think he can do something here. I mean, he's 45th and 67th the last two weeks, but uh, I, th- I think he can bounce back this week. Especially in a weaker field. There's not too many guys. Yeah. So those, those like middle of the pack guys, when you guys get, when you get them into like a little bit weaker of a field, they usually pop up for like a top 20. So I like that too. What do you think about 2015 champ Kiz? Uh, man, he, he's, he, he had a win, what, a couple months ago? Yeah. Just missed yeah. out on the Ryder Cup. Wouldn't have played well there, whistling straights. Didn't make any sense there. Uh, I love Kiz as a person, and I think he's great for the game. I'd like to see him on a President's Cup team this year. So I think he could play well here. I mean, he obviously has in the past. Um, I just get I just get nervous when guys are you know being talked about so much going into a tournament because it never really plays out for them. Like yeah, everyone's like, Scotty Scheffler's got to win this. He's the you know, favorite to win it. And it's like, all right, I'll keep my money away from him. I'll go exactly. Somewhere. Yeah, and I heart like Kevin Kisner's up there and one of the favorites. He's only like he's plus three thousand, which for this tournament feels right. 
but he's usually yeah. a guy that hovers like plus 6,000, plus seven. So I have a really hard time putting any money on him to win. Maybe, maybe a top 20. But again, like he just hasn't played that great this season. I know we missed a cut at the Shriners. He tied for 54th at, in Vegas at the CJ Cup. That's borderline last in that small field. So I don't mm-hmm. really, yeah, I don't really know. But his last six appearances here, um, when he's made the weekend, which is four out of six times, he finished inside the top 10. So if he plays yeah. the weekend, he'll probably end up up there at the top of the leaderboard. But yeah, I don't know about kids this week. Yeah, I think he's a safe bet for like a top 20. Um, top 10, I guess. With just because of all the success he's had here before, but I don't know. I and, don't see one, and I, I, Kiz is one of those guys where we were just talking about Russell Henley, where if he misses a bunch of cuts, he comes out and just can randomly top 10. I feel like Kiz is one of those guys that needs to like build up to it. Like you see like a top yeah. 40 and then you see a top 30 and then he'll grab a top 10. Kiz doesn't strike me as the guy that will come out and just make a bunch of birdies and top 10 in a tournament when he's missing a bunch of cuts. But if he's going to do it anywhere in the world, it's at this golf course on Bermuda green. So I guess I could see yeah. probably a top 20. What do you uh, what do you have for your if you had to pick one pick, lock mm-hmm. of the week? What you got lock of the week? No holes in one for plus one twenty five. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! I love the prop bets. The prop bets are my favorite. <laughs> no holes in one. What was it the, the the women's event last weekend where three women had holes in one and got the um the when you're playing for a two year lease for a Lamborghini. I'm so old though. I was like, man, if you win that Lamborghini, like you have to pay for the insurance and all like, oh, the uh, insurance and yeah. all <laughs> and funny, some of the, like, that's the first thing some of the girls said, they were like, I don't know if I'm going to take it. I don't know. Yeah. If I can <laughs> like, I'm good. Lamborghini <laughs> upkeep. Like I'm cool, man. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need to get a uh, state farm charging me $1,300 a month for this car. Oh my God. I couldn't even imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. No way. And it was funny. One of the girls, I forget which one it was. Because it is funny, literally three of them won Lambos. But she's like never dri- driven stick before, so she had yeah. to have like her husband come out and show her how to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I like the prop bet. No holes in one. For, you know, holes in one are impossible. I've I've never had one. You know, we can go four days of a professional event with 156 golfers and not have a hole in one. There's gonna be some wind going down there. Um, I say no holes in one. I like that. Um, now there's gonna be like seven holes in one. They're literally round one. We're gonna turn on PGA Tour live <laughs> if, the, if they have PGA Tour live this week. Um, yeah. We're gonna turn it on. It, there's gonna be four in the first round. Um, I love Russell Henley this week. Like you said, top twenty for him yeah. feels like almost like a lock, almost like guaranteed money. I got yeah, it. players got wise. Like if, you, if if I could only have one player, I would be. My, my, I'm looking at Russell Henley. Always. Yeah, like a little survivor pool action. Um, yeah. I got to pull up top 20 odds for Russell Henley because that, feel, that feels like almost plus 150. So that might have to be my lock for the week. Russell Henley plus 150 for a top 20. I was also yeah. thinking about Luke List because yes. I don't know. He just likes this part of the country. Yeah. I just know yeah. it. But he is doing something very strange right now. And this is very Luke List. I think in his last six starts, he has top 15 and missed the cut every other, every other event. Man. So I missed the cup top 15, missed cut top 15, missed cut top 15. And last week, I think he had a top 20. I hate betting with a trend. I don't like that. Yeah, and if I, I lose money on Luke List, I could never forgive myself. I, <laughs> I love I love players like that. They're like, I'm either going to miss this cut or I'm going to go freaking top 15. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no, like, we're not sitting around on a Sunday finishing t- tied for 44th. We're going for it. Yeah, he's not wasting any time. 
no. Yeah, but it's like betting money on like like the Lions to eventually win a game. I can't wake up Monday morning and be yeah. like, I can't believe I bet Luke List a top ten this week. That just doesn't. Yeah. Just, I don't know, but he is plus seven thousand, so you could probably get some pretty good odds for him for a top twenty. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Andy. For the people now that you're going to be with us every week, where can they uh, where can they follow you? Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Twitter, a Nesbit, a n e z b i t t. Uh, Instagram, Andy Nesbit. Um, man, I wrote something a couple weeks ago about Aaron Rodgers and the vaccine, and all these anti-vaxxers started crushing oh. me on all my socials. So, <laughs> if I don't you're know coming- if I've ever liked an interaction more than your Twitter feed last week. <laughs> so, so if you're coming to find me on Twitter, uh, be nice uh, or or that that mute button. I'll hit it. But uh, yeah, yeah, find all bad. find all like the bald eagle American flag like Twitter icons underneath. Oh, underneath when anyone when seats. any stranger follows me with an American flag in the background, I'm like, this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> no, absolutely. I love America. But you know, a reply is coming within the next. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, you oh you got it. okay, you got you're right. Yeah, Gary's aunt posted something on Facebook. I know everything. Um, yeah. Follow the Instagram for the show at Twilight Nine Pod. Um, Thursday, Bubba interview comes out, so be on the lookout nice. for that, everybody. Very good chat with Bubba. Um, Bubba's one of those guys, by the way, who I didn't like for years, and over the recent like year or so since he's opened up, and now you can figure out like why he was like so yeah, just kind of a pain in the ass on the course because he was going through stuff mentally and we didn't know about it, and he's really. You know, his actions at the Solheim Cup and the way he's been, you know, as a vice captain or you know, players captain for the Ryder Cups, like he's really changed the way I thought about him. So the, I can't wait to listen to your interview with him. Yeah, the Solheim Cup thing was one of the coolest things I've seen in golf in the last couple of years. That was Easily. awesome. Double looping for everybody. It was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't out there trying to like for the cameras. Like, you don't, you know, he wasn't no. doing it. He was just there for the love and for the competition. And it was just awesome. Yeah, and I kind of felt the same way about Bubba. So going into like the interview, I was like, I'm going to keep an open mind, whatever Bubba was incredible and the interview was great so he talked about obviously the book mental health issues um we touched on like biles taking a break because of mental health we saw kevin ridley do it a couple um weeks ago for the falcons um Mm -hmm. i'm sure we're going to start seeing a lot more that's the show everybody um no ace this week and russell henley top 20 are the locks for the week let's go russell henley don't you let us down at russell (laughs) we got a lot invested in you this week we talked about him for a combined 10 minutes this week on the show. If we, people are going to be <laughs> guys, mad if he misses the cut. Yeah. If gonna, you guys want to follow my other podcast, it's where I just talk about Russell Henley for an hour each week. <laughs> but if he wins, if we went, people who have been listening to the podcast for, for over a year know this is a Rory McIlroy show. I will support yeah. Rory McIlroy to the death of me. If he, Russell Henley wins this week. We might have Russell Henry is like a yeah. roster. He he's like a knockoff Roy McElroy, right? He's like the Walmart version of Roy yeah, McElroy. Exa- yeah, I support him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Andy. We'll catch you next week, buddy. See ya.